Welcome to Mission Revive, a podcast dedicated to hope and healing through God's transforming love. We're your hosts, anchored in truth and armed with faith, are changing the world and reviving hearts with Jesus, one conversation at a time. Hi, I'm Bob Newberry, and I want to welcome you to today's episode of Mission Revive podcast. And I, uh, I'm a founding uh, board member for the ministry of Revive Hope and Healing Ministries. And uh, we are so excited about the podcast series that we've started. And, uh, uh, and today's episode, I think, is going to uh, be our best yet. And to join me, our guest today is uh, Tina Corbin. And I want to welcome... Tina, are you here? Hi, Bob. It's here. There she is. Okay. Welcome. 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 I uh, uh, just for for our listeners' pleasure. I've I've come to know you over the last several years uh, uh, through Revive, and and have so appreciated that uh, that growing relationship and what you've contributed to the ministry and. Um, but be, before we launch into the topic at hand today, which is Mary, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, um, your faith, and then, uh, the, uh, of course, what brought you to Mary, okay? So, um, welcome. Thank you. Well, I want to begin by saying hello to all the listeners, and I want to thank from the bottom of my heart for giving me the privilege and the honor of speaking on this topic. I'm very passionate about Mary, so I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak about her. A um, little bit about myself. I don't like to talk about myself, but I make this short and sweet. Um, I'm a former uh, English teacher. I worked for uh, Seton Catholic Central in the Binghamton area. Um, I'm a married mother of two. Um, I really, really become passionate about my Catholic faith, um, about Five, six years ago, I was born a Catholic, uh, but like many people, um, you know, once I became a young adult and started my own life, I stepped away from the church. And I do believe, I do credit Mary with helping me cultivate a closer relationship with God. So that is why I'm excited to talk about Mary as because I believe very strongly in, in the power of her to intercede. And we'll talk more about that later. In the okay. Okay. Well, um, how about if we start out with uh, what, what has drawn you to Mary? Uh, uh, what, uh, what prompts your, your, your obvious passion, interest in, uh, in Mary? So interestingly enough, this might sound a little silly, but um, Jesus actually drew me to Mary in a very, um, unexpected way. So, uh, you know, when I started my journey toward Christ, I realized that there was so much about my life that needed to be, um, you know, changed. And I'm, when I started my religious transformation, I was much heavier. I was, I weighed a lot more. And, uh, so I started this path to, uh, self-improvement, not just improving my spirit, but improving my body, improving, um, like my life changing all the things in my life that I knew were not pleasing to the Lord. And so, you know, my gluttony, my sloth, things like that, I was trying to combat that. So um, I was very heavy. I was a 2X. I was a very big woman. And I started 
thing every evening after work. And um, I would, what happened was, is I started getting bullied by people. I was walking along uh, a very popular, it's called Riverside Drive in Binghamton. And, and it's a nice place to walk. And I was walking, I was getting heckled out for screaming the most abhorrent things at me out, out, out their windows while I'm walking down uh, Riverside Drive. So I decided to, to hide in, in a chapel at the hospital. I used to park my car in, in the parking lot at the Lord's Hospital lot and I would walk that neighborhood. It's very safe to walk at night. It's a lovely place, great sidewalks, well-groomed, you know, side streets. So I started hiding in the chapel from these bullies that were heckling me would get dark. So I would sit in the chapel and it happened to be, the name of the chapel is Our Lady of Lords Chapel. So I figured, well, I'll just sit in the chapel. I'll chat with Jesus while I'm there until and then I'll go out and do my walk. And as I was sitting in that chapel, um, talking to Jesus, I realized that it was his mother that was really um, interceding for me with the prayer. And started it started with just sitting in a chapel, you know, the Lady of Lords Chapel, but it grew into so much more because as I sat with Mary in her chapel, talking with Jesus, my life slowly, very softly, to change. I started moving toward a religious depth that I had no idea was even, I was capable, something I was even capable of. So initially it was Jesus that drew me to Mary, but then I sought out religious um, direction through, through Father Darshan Hope, and he, he, he actually educated me uh, a lot about Mary. And that, through that education, I then started to like I say, my rosary every day. And through trusting her intercession and through devotionals um, to Mary, I have, she brought me to the foot of that cross. So that's what drew me to Mary. What drew me to Mary was I had a deep, deep desire in my heart to cultivate a stronger relationship with her son, Jesus. And I asked Mary to please take me by the hands and walk me to the foot of that cross. And by golly, Bob, she's done that. That's powerful, huh? Um, that's powerful. Let me, uh, you know, I was raised in the Presbyterian Church, um, converted, uh, went through an RCIA program a number of years ago. Um, but uh, uh, Mary, really, historically for me, is. Uh, was brand new and and as i was learning about catholicism and in, in my faith um i uh i you know i certainly heard about mary's presence as part of that uh, uh that faith but uh early on uh, my interest in mary was totally on faith um it was uh totally based on uh the advice and insights of other people uh, that were shared with me, and I'm I'm wondering if if you can relate to that uh, that comment. Oh, without a doubt. So it's funny. Like I know not just. But first of all, I, I want to reference Timothy um, verse uh, chapter two verse five. Okay, because I think that what you're talking about, uh, I think a lot of people don't really understand um, the role of Mary, and a lot of times. Um, she's not spoken about a lot in the Bible. Uh, part of that is because she's a very humble 
servant of God, but, um, but my knowledge of Mary, like yours, was very rudimentary. And what I learned about Mary, I learned from other people. But interestingly enough, as a Catholic woman, I have people that are very close to me that are also Catholic that, like, I say this all the time, I, Mary can be a very polarizing figure for a lot of Christians, either Catholic Christians or non-Catholic Christians. But I want you to know, Mary is for everybody. She's for all of us, regardless of our denomination, right? Um, so, you know, I have people that are, that were, that are close to me that would say things to me like, well, why, why should I pray to Mary if I could just go straight and pray to Jesus, right? And I think many Protestants, like your former religious uh, practices yep. um, and other, other denominations kind of argued that point using Timothy verse two, uh, I mean, through verse five, which reads, for there is one God. And there is one mediator between God and men, and that man is Jesus Christ. So, um, so I believe that people tendency to kind of put Mary on a shelf because they don't really understand why it's important that we include her in our religious practices. And I think uh, people use that that verse as you know their argument to support why they shouldn't. Let me, if you will, indulge me and let me kind of explain a little bit about why, um, what Mary's role is. Because I think a lot of us, we misunderstand what Mary's role is in our, in, in our religious, you know, lives. Mm-hmm. I think standing that, I think a big part of this podcast and why I think this is an important topic to talk about is to give people the information they need to have a better understanding of her role in our, in our, in our faith. And in Christianity as a whole. Go for it. Okay. So I want to begin by saying that Mary is not to be worshipped. We worship the Lord. She wasn't created for worship. She was created for service. A lot of people understand that. So we worship the Lord, but we honor, we honor Mary. We don't worship her. We honor her. We love her. We adore her. We, we are grateful for the graces. We're grateful for her intercession, but we don't worship Mary. We love her. Okay. And uh, so mother, father, Mike Schmidt um, talks about Mary. He has his own podcast. I love to listen to him. I think he makes a lot of sense. And he says to know is to know Jesus because Mary reflects the light that comes from her son, Jesus Christ. So Mary's role isn't necessarily to be worshipped. Her role is to reflect back the glory of her her son, Jesus Christ. So she's not made for worship. She's made for glory through the work she does. Um, And and that's why we we turn to her. I want to go further by quoting more scripture with regards to Mary. In Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Mary says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. She's a servant. She serves us. And then Luke chapter 1, verse 46, Mary goes on to say, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So it's not her job to necessarily be worshipped. It's her job to help us to help us grow closer to her son, to magnify the glory of God so that um, others, all of us, could have a closer, more intimate relationship with God. So what is her main, why do we pray 
uh, to marry? Well, the first thing I want to say, Bob, is a lot of people think that it's sacrilege to pray to Mary because of, of Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 5. There's no mediator between God and men other than Christ. So let's look at Mary as a mediator between creatures, humans, and Jesus. So that's the role. That's her. That's one of her roles. Mary wears many hats, as you know, Bob, hoping that you will do uh, other podcasts about the topic of Mary because we haven't even been, in this podcast, we won't even begin to scratch the surface of the hatch that she wears and, and, and the things that she does on behalf of her son for us. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk fundamentally about, about this idea of intercession, her intercessory power. Now, let me ask you, have you, have, do, do you believe in the intercessory power of Mary? Um, I th- yes, I do. So what does that look like for you, Bob, if you don't mind my including you in on this? Because I want to talk about, you know, what that means to you, because it means something different to everybody. Um, I, uh, uh, I see it as a, uh, a tremendous resource available to me mm-hmm. um, to, that I can reach out to and, uh, uh, and seek and re- make requests of uh, in order to uh, guide and direct me. Beautiful. It was well said. So an intercession, essentially what she does is she, if we pray, first of all, we don't pray to Mary, we pray through her. What does that mean? So we ask her to intercede on, on our behalf. And how do we do that? There are two ways to do it. You could do it in of a prayer. If you're sending up a prayer to her son, Jesus, we pray to Jesus, but through his mother, Mary. So Mary Essentially, she delivers those prayers. The advantage, the rewards of including Mary in practice, it means that you know that if you ask Mary, if you say through the divine intercession of our blessed mother, Mary, I send up the following prayer and you make your prayer request, you know that Jesus will receive that prayer. You know that it will get to him. You know that it will be heard. So that's the one reward or the guarantee. If you send the prayer through Mary, he will read the prayer. Now, people would argue, well, Jesus, you know, hears all of our prayers. But well, let me remind you of something. Um, you know, there's billions of us in the, on the planet. And hopefully millions of us are at least praying to Jesus, right? So if, you're, if you are counted among millions and you're trying to get Jesus's attention, you know, with your prayer, you're sending up your prayer and you're like, Jesus, Jesus, listen prayer I need to I need answer and you're talking directly to the Lord and he's answering and listening to the prayers of millions of people I mean yeah is he listening yes but how what's the guarantee that hear you among the masses but then you send that prayer through his mother and you ask his mother to directly uh, send that prayer to her son Jesus it's the difference between me as this lowly sinner, Tina, trying to get Jesus' attention by myself, or asking his mother to advocate, to intercede for that prayer to him directly. Okay. So, so the benefit of including our mother and asking her to intercede is, is knowing that that prayer is definitely going to be heard now. Is there any guarantee that that prayer is going to be answered? 
the way that we as human and our humanness want it answered, there's no guarantee. But you can be assured that his mother has delivered that prayer directly to her son through your, your asking. So that's the importance of intercession. So we don't pray to Mary. We basically ask Mary to deliver whatever prayers we're sending to Jesus directly to the son. And mm -hmm. she's our mediator. She's the mediator between us and Jesus. Jesus is the mediator between us and Lord, Lord, mm -hmm. Lord, our God, our creator. Do you see the difference? Yes. And, and, and I let me interject for a second. Yeah. I've uh, uh, the concept of queen mother um, is is relevant and and uh, um, and I, I think at the the uh, uh, wedding of Cana mm. where, where uh, they're they've run out of uh, refreshments and uh, and Mary asks on behalf of the uh, um, uh, the people being married um, asks her son to uh, to assist in that process so. Um, I get that. And I, I think that's, that's just a kind of a practical understanding of the physics of, 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 of how our Lord works. Huh? Um, but uh, okay, keep going. Keep Agreed. going. Well, it's like, just like the mother would not deny anything to his son, you know, the son would want to do the same for his mother now. Yes. Yes. So, you know, in that regard, I think our our prayers are, are heard with a little more distinction if we, if we send them through Mary. But the second part of this issue that I want to talk about today is not just her role as an intercessory, but as our advocate. She is not just an intercessor, she's an advocate. So what does that mean? That means that for all things spiritual, whatever we, whenever we pray through Mary, she will not only deliver the prayer, but she will mediate on behalf of you. So it's a difference between me just sending up a prayer or I'm just going to give a, just an arbitrary example. A friend of mine is, is going through cancer and I'm sending up prayers for healing for my, for my um, friend. Um, I would say was speaking directly to Jesus. I would just ask for some kind of healing for my friend, if that's according to God's will. Now, like I said, Jesus is answering and listening to the prayers of hopefully millions of people who are on his name. Um, now, when I send the prayers through Mary, it, it might be just a little different insofar as Mary would maybe tap Jesus on the shoulder and say, this is how I imagine it sound in heaven. Okay. I'm just, it's all pure conjecture, but this right. is what I'm imagining could be a, a conversation between Jesus and his mother. Yes. So um, I could say he, he, I could, you know, tapping Jesus on the shoulder and saying something like this, my precious son, Jesus, who I know you're very busy, you know, trying to answer the prayers of all those who are calling out your name. But my friend Tina here, just to deliver a prayer on her behalf for her friend who is having cancer. Now, Jesus, I know you're busy with all these other people, but I just want to remind you that, you know, Tina keeps herself in a state of grace and, you know, she, she's, she's the one that tells you to maybe, you know, 15, 20 times a day. And she goes to mass every Sunday and she keeps herself in a state of grace. And she, all, oh, by the way, she also says a rosary every day. So could you just do me a favor, Jesus, and just like maybe pay attention to this prayer because 
you know, this is somebody who really tries hard and loves you deeply. That's the difference. It's like, you know, when I send the prayer up, it's just my prayer to Jesus, please, you know, surround my friend with love. When yes. Mary delivers the prayer, not only does she deliver the prayer, but she will advocate on why maybe Jesus should consider answering that prayer. Okay. And that's the second layer of, of you know, you know, reward that comes with trusting in her divine intercession. She's, uh-huh. she's without sin. You know, if you call on her to intercede, she will help. There's a prayer called the Memorare favorite prayer and one of the lines in that prayer is i want to but, say it's nice hold on hold on hold on hold on back up yeah. spell that the memorare spell that oh my gosh m-e-m-o-r-a-r-e memorare i think so i think i got it right that's for our listen our listeners yeah yeah go ahead so um so there's a line in that prayer that says never said that anyone who fled to her protection, implored her help, or sought her intercession was left unaided. So essentially, she, you ask her to help you, she will help you. Will she, will she answer your prayers? Will she make sure? No, that's up to, that's up to the Lord. That's the Lord's job. But she at least not only delivered the prayer, but she will also advocate if she believes that the that the the cause is worthy. If it's okay. worthy, she will advocate for the answering of that prayer. So the, she will she will deliver the prayer to to anyone who asks, and then she will advocate for that person or that prayer if she believes that it it has merit. Okay, she can't answer the prayer because that's that's God's job but she can deliver prayers and fight for your cause if she believes it is worthy. How have you developed your relationship with Mary? How, say that again. How have you developed your relationship with Mary? To be honest with you, um, it was recommended to me by my spiritual director, Father Dar Schoenhofen, that I start saying the rosary because it's a very powerful prayer. And, And let me make no bones about it. The rosary, you are praying to Jesus. You are using Mary's intercession, but all the prayer intentions that you speak, recite a rosary, you are praying to Jesus Christ. So even though many people associate the rosary as a prayer to Mary, no, it's an intercessory prayer. You're praying to Jesus through Mary. Can you, can you tell us uh, a little, comment a little bit about your experience beginning uh, to integrate the uh, the rosary, you, you, you use the rosary on a daily basis. Can you comment about uh, beginning that process and what yes. that was like? And um, uh, I, I also know that there are a number of, uh, of tools available yes. um, uh, to begin using the rosary. Could you also talk about that as well? Yes. Here's what's interesting. I, initially, I started saying the rosary once or twice a week. And then slowly it grew into a daily devotional. And the reason why I have to tell you, first of all, it's not the most easy prayer to pick up. It's, it can be very time for newbies. So first thing I want to say to folks is don't let that stop you. Um, Just allow the amount of time that you need until you memorize the prayers. Um, 
it can, you know, can be a little bit daunting, but what I do is I went out and I bought a, how to say the rosary pamphlet. I bought one and I bought one that has an actual like map of the rosary on the back. So a picture of the rosary, yep. where you say each prayer, it's beautiful. And then what I did initially was I just would sit there with my little booklet, my pamphlet, and I would go through and I'd say all the prayers. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, not a, 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 let's talk about even more basic. Where would you do it? What time um, of the day would you do it? How would you approach that? So like from day to day, I don't have a, like some people have a set time. I, I just kind of, I allow, um, I make it a priority to say my rosary. Um, uh-huh. And, um, but usually on my porch, um, in a very comfortable chair, I, I, I put myself in a beautiful, in an atmosphere where I feel comfortable, where I can sit. Great. Quiet room, you know, so I can put all my intention on the Lord. Um, so initially, it, I started in the spring, and I started saying it on my porch, and then I had to move indoors when it got colder, but, but I put myself in a beautiful setting. And um, I just centered myself with the Lord. So that was how I did. But here's, Bob, here's why it started out as a once or twice a week um, devotional and became a daily devotional. Um, And the reason why is I noticed, here's what's interesting. I noticed when I would pray before I had a devotion, before I included Marion as an intercessor with my prayer life, it was very rare when my prayers were answered. Like I'd send prayers to the Lord and I'm like, I would, I my, it wasn't a very, I didn't get a lot of, you know, consolation. I, I mean, my prayers weren't being answered um, regularly or, or vigorously. Okay. Yes. But then the first thing that came with the, the devotional of the rosary was, were graces, were the graces to love jesus more deeper because we can't just say oh today i want to love jesus deeper i want to love him more that's a grace that's given to us by god but it 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 traveled to me through mary the queen of grace so if that is that we that we would benefit from receiving a grace which is another way in which mary advocates for us if she if she sees where we are in our walk of faith and she believes that a certain grace that we could get from god would benefit us advocate to the Lord as a way to help us receive those graces. That's another way she advocates. I noticed that there were graces that I was given through Mary, struggles that I'm having, but through the devotional of the rosary, two things happened. My prayers started getting answered at a much more, at a higher rate. Okay. The things that I was praying about were, were happening for me. Amen. Second thing, though, with the things that I was struggling with in my life that I was really having problems with just started coming to me. Now, I'll example, I was someone who was unbelievably impatient, like I could not wait for anything. And it would cause me a lot of angst, not only me, but the people who share my space. You know what I mean? Like imagine being an impatient woman, Bob. There's no fun in that, you know? So... And I would beg, I would beg God for the grace of patience, but it wasn't until I started saying my rosary on a regular basis, it started happening for me. Now, do I still have moments where I'm impatient? Absolutely. 
but they're far few and they're few and far between. Um, I'm not, I'm not uh, triggered to impatience the way I used to be. And, and, and it's not like it's um, one day you just, it's subtle. You know, you have to put in the effort. You put in the effort. You you show Jesus that you devoted to him through his mother. Then those things just start to come. You know, they start coming. There were other things. There were sins that I was tempted. I'm not going to talk about my sin. But I'm going to tell you, there were things that I was tempted to do that I was fighting against. And it made it, I realized, like, after saying my rosary for a span of time, the things that I struggled to avoid with the temptations of sin were easier for me to say no to. Do you okay. get what I'm saying? Like there's okay. power in that. There's so, power in that. Trying to go it alone, it was hard for me to resist those temptations. But when I invoke Jesus through Mary, she gave me the grace. She advocated for, for me to have the graces to avoid those temptations. And that, and I found the power in that. And that is why it went from a day or two a week to a daily thing, okay. because I now understand the power in that. And I, I want to fortify my spirit and be the best possible human, the best possible creature I can be out of love for Jesus. And she is helping me become a better human through the great she's advocated for me to receive. Yeah, that's tremendous. Yeah, I, I've got about 30 more questions, at least, okay. uh, you know, um, uh, regrettably, the the clock is telling me that I've got to wind down a little bit. But, but uh, you know, I was very interested in, in talking to you about apparitions and uh, and just a number of other topics. So, can we uh, can we agree that this will be the first of a number of uh, of uh, discussions on our podcast about Mary? Oh, please, let's. I, I, yes, I hope so because there's so there's so much to unpack. All I want to do is wet people's whistle with this i want people to understand why why we turn to mary the importance of it there's one more thing i know we got to wind down bob but there's one thing i do want to say that's really important okay, okay great if if you really love jesus if you really love this and you want him to like you much better love the things that he loves so i love the fact that i have one of jesus's favorite things in common with him that's his mother he has called us to he gave her to us he gave her to us as as our mother so if you want jesus to like you better involve mother and i'll tell you the reason why he wants you, us to involve his mother in our spiritual practices that woman stood by him at calvary calvary and 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 throughout she suffered right along with him and she wouldn't allow him to suffer alone. She, she, she locked eyes with Jesus and was there for every moment of his suffering on that cross and the love and the, and the appreciation that, that Jesus had his mother. He wants every one of us to love her as much as he loves her because he wants, he feels like she deserves that, 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 that love, that, that, acknowledgement for all the, that she's a servant she serves us she she loves us she intercedes for us and for that reason she wants he wants us to include her because he loves his mother so much he wants to give her the gift of love and so if you love jesus 
and you want to have the one thing he loves most outside of his, his allegiance to God, our creator, love his mother as he her. And you're giving Jesus such a gift by doing that because you're making him happy. I, I like that. You know, I, I, I use uh, Bishop Robert Barron has a, a tool for, um, for doing the rosary and I use it quite often. And, and there's a, uh, um, uh, when he talks about the, uh, the mystery of, of carrying the cross, uh, there's a, a line in there that he uses to uh, encouraging people to, as you carry, as we carry our cross to love what Jesus loves and to really avoid and despise what Jesus does not love. And uh, uh, I, I so love the way you, you, you put it. And can we, uh, on, on that note, can we conclude? Yeah, okay. absolutely. And uh, Tina, you're awesome. Thank you so much for spending this last period of time with us. And, and, uh, and we've already agreed, and it's, it's public, that this is the first of a number of sessions we're going to get together and, and just learn and more about Mary and, and talk more about uh, our Lord's mother. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. And listen, I'm just going to encourage everyone out there, pick up a set of rosary beads if you haven't done it and the magic happen. Just, I, I promise you, give it a try. You know, awesome. and you're open, it'll happen. Thank you so much. All right. Bless you all. God bless we'll, you, Bob. We'll Thanks. see you now. Bye-bye. Bye. We are grateful that you joined us today for another episode of the Mission Revive podcast. We humbly ask for your prayers as we continue in the mission entrusted to us to evangelize and revive hearts with Jesus. We would also ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast or making a financial contribution to support this growing ministry. You can do this by visiting our website at revivehopeandhealing.com or through our Revive Hope and Healing Ministries patron page. We cannot do this without you. Thank you.